doing the math, man. Math time. Doing the math, man. Math o'clock. What are you talking about? I'm doing the math, man. I'm open minded to the fact that, okay, if I do five pull-ups in a minute for so many hours. What's cracking, everybody? Drop some emojis if this is working. I want wave one. Making the math down. Splash, splash, splash. You have to be open minded to the possibilities that I can do this. Once you shut your mind down to the possibility that it can be achieved, there's no way it can happen. So that's why my eyes and my body light up about things, because I know that if you're in a fight, you have to attack. You have to keep attacking. The enemy has to know he is not going to give up. The enemy has to know he is not going to give up. He must break the soul, whatever the fuck is in front of him. Whatever the fuck is in front of him. Whatever the fuck is in front of him. Whatever the fuck is whatever the fuck is whatever the fuck is in front of him. The enemy has to know he is not going to give up. He must break the soul, whatever the fuck is in front of him. That's what I realized. I was never breaking the soul of anything in front of me. So that's why I came up with this thing called taking souls. I started to devise ways to break a soul of a human being, of an object, of whatever's in front of me. If you keep on attacking something, nothing wants to stand in front of anything that is relentless. Nothing. That's when a lot of stuff started clicking, man. I started watching those instructors on the side. They've been there, done that. Now they're instructing you. They have their parkas on, it's usually cold, coffee, drinking their coffee, and they're beating the crap out of us. And when I started realizing, I started playing mind games. I was like, you know what? I bet these fuckers are looking at us, judging themselves about when they were going through hell with God. I'm looking at God right now. I was better than him. I was better than that guy. I was better than that fucker over there. And I was like, okay. So what I started doing was I got my boat crew. It's Wednesday and everybody's broken, everybody's beat up, man, and everybody's like just kind of just trying to get through Hellwick now. And they tell you how you're supposed to feel. So you are feeling that way. I was like, uh, don't let these motherfuckers tell you how you're supposed to feel. No, it's day one, motherfucker. This is hour one. So I was getting my Boku all jacked up. I said, we're gonna take these motherfuckers souls. So when they had us doing this simple thing that guys are struggling with, Boku 2 is just lost in the fucking boat and you're yelling, yeah, you can't fucking hurt us, can't hurt Boku 2. And I looked on the instructor's faces and it looked like someone had just fucked with their soul. And I looked at my guy in the boat and I said, hey, guess what? Those motherfuckers aren't fucking tonight. We own space in their fucking head. We own space, they're gonna think about us. Yeah. Make some noise to Boat Crew too. To know he is not going to give up. Make some noise for that guy who was not having sex that night. He has to know he is not going to give up. Damn, I feel for that guy. Whatever the fuck is in front of him. Whatever the fuck is in front of him. Whatever the fuck is in front of him. Whatever the fuck is whatever the fuck is whatever the fuck is in front of him. The enemy has to know he is not going to give up. He must break the soul whatever the fuck is in front of him. And we start fueling off of that. We start fueling off the fact that, man, it takes one second of energy to steal everybody's. And then you have all the energy you need. That's all you need. Aha! You need to look at someone's eyes. Bow, bow. You know how it is when you fight somebody, yeah, yeah, you go yeah, up to yeah. that motherfucker. He's like, oh God, man, I don't want to go back to the next round. And you feel like, my God, I can fight all day. That's what taking souls is. Yeah, it is. But you have to have the will, the heart, the courage to go. Yes, you do. 
that distance when you're exactly yes, jacked you up. You have nothing left to give. And give. Ah. You know how you get that fight or flight response? Yeah. You get to move real quick. I started learning the mind a lot how to get myself jacked extremely fast in a horrible environment when everybody's miserable. I learned how to really find strength in the misery. This is where I shine. And I started using all that misery for tons and tons of tons of drive and motivation to then lead people further. Because you can get a lot of power through misery. And once yeah. people see that, my God, Goggins is fuck going. Then everybody says, Roger that. I started realizing that if you can just find strength just a little bit longer, you will have a crew of people following you along the way. The enemy has to know he is not going to give up. Perfect. The enemy has to know he is not going to give up. You must break the soul, whatever the fuck is in front of you. Whatever the fuck is in front of you. Whatever the fuck is in front of you. Whatever the fuck is whatever the fuck is whatever the fuck is in front of you. The enemy has to know he is not going to give up. You must break the soul, whatever the fuck is in front of you. Ow. Perfect. Take great pleasure in the fact that no one wants to be where the fuck you're at right now. Great pleasure, man. Great pleasure. They have to bring a passion out of you. Has to bring something very, very weird out of you, man. Like, you know, people don't really understand what that is. When you're in the worst environment possible, the worst situation possible, and everybody's looking like God, and you see that. Time slows down, and you see that. You're, you're feeling that. Everybody has that look on their face. Like, God, Yeah, what's going on? What'd you say? It's quiet? You saying it's quiet out there? How could it be quiet? What are you chatting about? Oh my goodness. Really? Really? We suddenly the levels are different after uh, 78 days and 78 nights or whatever it's been? How's it now? Is that any better? How about now? Is that any better? I think we're probably cool. How you feeling out there, baby? How's that? How's that sound? Is that more righteous? Oi, oi, oi. Come on, baby. How you feeling out there? It's the meaning stream number 79. 79 days and nights of regulating the vibes in the correct fashion. Right here with the meaning gang. That meaning army. Army. Should we say army now? <laughs> Wave Nation! Yo. Yo, I'm super excited today. I'm super excited today. Today, we're doing it. We're doing it, the rematch of the century. Perfect. Watts versus Peterson 2. Shouts out to the Stoa. I've just been over at the Stoa, just straight chilling. At the Stoa. Do you know about the Stoa, baby? The Stoa is where it's at. The Stoa, right, is where Stoic mofos, like, hang around and uh, discuss masses of great import, and they break it down. It's a very ill place to be. They ask you very serious questions. You know, uh, it's cool. I'm, very, I'm a fan. They had Jordan Peterson Day today, and uh, you know they had some. Uh, they showed uh, the Rise of Peterson movie, uh, which I pointed out is uh, part one of a trilogy. You know, somebody asked me what I thought part two would be called. I couldn't think of anything funny on the spot. You know, I was on the spot. I couldn't think of anything funny. And uh, you know, I couldn't think of any funny for part three either. You know, 
Rise of Jordan Peterson. What? Fall of Jordan Peterson. Revenge of Jordan Peterson. Thing is, the second one can't be. It'll have to fall at the beginning. You know what I mean? But then it'll come back and do epic battle. You know, epic battle will be done. Bruh, bruh. Perfect. You know, uh, the spirit of uh, Joseph Campbell joins him. You know, the spirit of jo- Joseph Campbell comes back from, uh, what do they call them, force ghosts? Joseph Campbell comes out as a force ghost. You know, like, uh, warps some more and upside the head with reason. Brap! You know, uh, force ghost Alan Watts pops up and just straight laughing at people. People are all mad serious and angry and, like, force ghost Alan Watts just shows up and just laughs in their face. <laughs> Still gotta get that Alan Watts laugh on the soundboard. Damn. Get after it. What am I doing with my life? You gotta get after it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I've got Michael Jackson on the board. I got Mike Jack. Hey, how's everyone doing out there? How is it where you are, guys? Who's in the building? We got Ross Christopher Rye. We got Roberto Sanchez. We got Toast 1012. I bet we got Glenn Barnett because I just saw him at the store. That was the thing was at the store and some of our guys were there. You know, Andrew was in there, baby. Andrew Kamarami. Glenn Barnett was in there and you couldn't see him. Couldn't see him. He was not showing his location. He was keeping it secretive. The secret. The secret of Glenn Barnett. Yeah, shouts out to that guy. Shouts out to Shannon3192. Shouts out to Toast1012. Shouts out to YouTube Hero Alex. What a guy. Who's excited? Who you got your money on today? You think Was is going to have it? You think Peterson's going to have it? I want to see a show of emojis. Drop that Was emoji if you think it's, it's Was. Drop that Peterson if you think it's Peterson. The son of Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you all want to talk about something, though. Ooh. uh... Ooh. Listen to that scratching. What's way? So subtle and beautiful. Yo, boom. Anyway, we've got a campaign going on. You might have heard about. We've been doing a campaign. We've been doing it all month. It's over tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day. This was the first campaign I ever did, baby. I never done a campaign. A campaign? Campaign? I don't even I like nothing. We don't wear pain in the title. I want to stay away from that. That's outside my comfort zone, I said to myself. I ain't doing that shit. A campaign during a pandemic? Are you crazy? But we did a campaign because people keep asking me for vinyl. They say, Kira the Don, please provide us with vinyl. We want Meaning Wave to exist in three dimensions. I'm like, shit. I guess you're right. I mean, it does only exist currently in digital form, and some particularly violent sunspot activity would would yeet the whole sun. You know? It would yeet the whole sun. Is someone complaining about audio again? Is the audio gone? Is this mixer collapsing? It's all coming out on this side. What about this side? How about now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it working? Do let me know. It looks like it's working. It says it's working. Yeah, what we need is the fullness of the view, I guess. Oh, let's go over here. Uh-huh. That working? That any better? That any better, baby? It's that stoic curse. Last time we were at the stoic, everything fucked up. How's it doing now? We need a, need a bump on the audio. Sleepy heads is all good here. Someone else said more. 
More, more. All right, let's get it. Let's let's do something. What we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. How's that, baby? That better? That better, huh? Huh? Yeah, that curse of the stoa. I ain't touched nothing. Nothing changed. It's been perfect for like 33 days. There's been no problems. When did we get the regulator? Ever since we got the regulator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yo, anyway, is that better? Are you happy now? Is everything good with you? Is everything okay? Hurrah! Okay, let's get after it. I was discussing the campaign. Should we just pretend the show just starts here? Should we do that? We're starting the show now. Yeah, okay, welcome to the show. Welcome one and all to the show, the show of the century. It's Akira the Dawn. So much more meaning with this level of volume. So much more meaning, so much more meaningful. Meaningful, Hey, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm very happy anyway, because we have a campaign going. Akira the Dawn and uh, Alan Watts, What's Wave 6? What's Wave 6? Six of these babies. Weber Life. Part two. Although it's worth pointing out that only three of them have been full-length albums. You know? Three albums. The first three were mixes. That was in the early days of Meaning Wave. I was making mixes and putting talking over the top. I had yet to fully develop it into the weapon that it became, you know? That weapons-grade nuclear attack. You know, that shit that will integrate the most epic ideas into your whole being. Turning you into some kind of, like, Matrix Matrix X-Esqua. Neo figure. Damn, I need some water. Ooh, I'm running out of water, baby, and those idiots who smashed up Melrose mean that I can't get water now. I couldn't go to CVS and buy no water. CVS was open for the whole of the so-called pandemic. God damn it, and now it's shut. Gosh, I have been um I've been inconvenienced. God damn it. How how awful. Anyway, look at this campaign, it's so nice, right? And we started this campaign, this humble campaign. Was humble campaign, I said, well, if we can get six grand, I'll be able to press up some vinyl. That's how much it costs, the minimum, to press up the vinyl to get these two albums here. What's Wave, The Web of Life, and What's Wave, The Web of Life 2. Two albums, you know, two wonderful albums. Let's get them made. And we, and we got there. And I said, hey, you know, if we get to uh, the next stretch goal, we'll be able to make them purple. And we did that. I was like, oh, if we get to the next one, we'll be able to make purple and have an insert. With the lyrics, you can sit there reading along, you know? With your shotgun on your hip, you know, on your rocking chair on your porch, reading your words wave, you know, keeping an eye out for marauders. We're epic, and we hit it! And then we set that third stretch goal, $15,000, at which point we'd be able to add to the package. For the same cost, if you, if you spent 30 bucks on a record, you still get it. The seven inch single. The seven inch single. Oh, and what happened? What happened? Let's have a look. We needed to get to 15K. We needed to get to 15K, baby. And this time yesterday, we were at 13. Where are we now? Drum roll! Shit! What? 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 Yo. Yo. Yo, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that number? Yo, I'm doing the math, man. That was math in action right there. Shouts out to Eric Weinstein and all the math people. That was some math we just visibly saw. We just witnessed. Yo, with those same eyes that spent millions of years developing 
only to witness, you know, people eating each other or whatever it was. And I also witnessed math. That's some mighty math right there. We just smashed that stretch goal. We just smashed it like it was the window of a of a Japanese collectible store that never really, you know, hurt anybody. Yeah, we did. We smashed it like like it was the patriarchy, and it was uh, and we were Captain Marvel, a fine movie, and not in any way forgettable propaganda that I haven't even seen and commenting on regardless. Who would comment about things they know nothing about? Not me. I'm just a humble beat gardener, baby. And I'm just a humble beat gardener with a 15k Indiegogo campaign that just hit that stretch goal, which means everybody's getting that single. Everybody's getting this guy, this guy right here, this time, seven-inch single, just being added to your order at no extra cost to you because the homies kicked it. The homies went in and and everybody backed it, baby. Told you they would. You know, and I've got to give a super big special shout out to Cody Taylor. Cody Taylor, because Cody Taylor, do you know what Cody Taylor did? Do you know what Cody Taylor did? Oh my goodness, Cody Taylor. What a guy. You know, YouTube Hero Alex. You know, I say that about him, but Cody Taylor's a guy. Uh, Cody Taylor, uh, it hit 14K, and Cody Taylor just straight up donated a grand to the campaign because he wanted everybody to have that final. He did. He wanted that for you. He wanted it for you. Cody Taylor wanted that for you, and he did that for you. What a guy. Shouts out to that guy all day. man like Cody Taylor. Shout out to everyone who's been a part of this, this, uh, this wonderful campaign. But here's the thing, baby. It ain't over yet. It ain't over, baby. Oh, no, it isn't. I need some more exciting music. That was the beginning part of the music. What's some exciting music of the uh, new What's Wave record? Uh, oh, I know. This one's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put up, put up, DJ. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, baby. Vibes. Vibe regulation in session. It ain't over, baby. Tomorrow is the last day. Tomorrow is the last day of the campaign, and I will be live streaming all day, all day long, from 7 a.m. all day. I'll be on Twitch at 7 a.m., and I'll be there on Twitch live streaming all day. <laughs> Damn, that's that bass. All day till 6 p.m. when I come over here, and then we'll have the stream here. We got special guests coming in. We got special guests in the house. I was sound checking with you, your girl Danica, comic book girl 19 earlier. She's gonna be coming through. We got some other people coming through. Uh, I ain't gonna tell you who. Just that rhymed. But we got special guests, and I'm gonna be just regulating the vibes all day long, baby. Because uh, I've been wanting to do a day long stream, and I thought, hell, well, this is a good good reason to do it. Because we got a stretch goal, baby. We got another one. We, I had this all planned out at the beginning, baby. Yes, I did. I had a plan. And here's the plan. Stretch goal number four. Obviously. Oh, no. Stretch. I missed. Oops. I nearly gave the game away. Pretend you didn't see nothing. Stretch goal number four. <laughs> did I really say they were both called four? Man, I was too excited. Stretch goal number four. At 17K, the vinyl, the 70s single goes purple. You know it's got to go purple. Forget about that. The big one. The big one that everyone's been asking me to do. Everyone's been asking me to do this since it came out. They said, Kira the Don, please put What's Wave 2 on all streaming platforms. And I say, I can't. It's full of unclearable samples and other people's music. Can't do it. It's impossible. Well, here's the vibes, baby. If we hit 20K, I will re-record What's Wave 2 and release it on all platforms. This summer, I will switch my shit around and I will pivot to this. Because I've been working super, super hard. I've got, I nearly got two albums in the bag. You know what I mean? Well, kind of. I have got two albums in the bag. I nearly got the third in the bag, right? So if I, if I keep, you know, uh, defying the laws of sleep and crack a lacking 
then I could pivot, baby, and we could make What's Wave 2 as a full-length album and release it on all streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple, wherever it is you listen to music, baby. Yeah, that's what we're going to do, because everyone's been asking me. God damn it, people have been asking me every day, pretty much, for two years. So that's that. We're going to be here all day, and um, yeah. So if we hit that 20k, it won't be What's Wave 2, it'll be What's Wave 2k, baby. And... Uh, and it'll be epic. So there. I think we can do it. I believe in this community. I think we can get What's Wave 2 out for summer and it will regulate the vibes in a necessary fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's cracking everybody out there? Diaz Duenas is dropping many What's emojis. He looks excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diaz Duenas says, Ugh. Matt Damon says, I can tell my wife I have seven inches now. Aha! What a guy. That did make me laugh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Bab, bab, bab. Anyway, so we are going to do that. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do. We're going to do the international high five, and then we're going to go straight into Watts versus Peterson too. That's what we can do. We're going to keep it moving. All right, baby. So we can do the international high five, and uh, you know, I want you to tell me where you are, where you are, and uh, how you feel about this uh, Watts Wave Six campaign in one word. Where are you, and how do you feel about this this thing, baby? This thing. How do you feel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Roberto Pacquiao says, I'm just going to say that this has been a very positive campaign. <laughs> yeah, right? This has been fun. What's cool is if you... Uh, we had today, we had a premiere of, uh, of the... Of like the mix version, the single version of a stream we did to kick this off. You know, right at the beginning. And if you look at that compared to how we're doing now, stream-wise, just like the incremental improvements that I'm always talking about, I'm always talking about just make shit a little bit better every day. If you just improve like one thing a day, you'll be in a crazy position in like a week or something, you know? And if you look at that video compared to how this is now, like how we've got our shit set up now, how smooth the streams are. Um, oh, look at those lovely people wearing their Meaning Wave masks. Uh, you know, how, how we have all these nice visuals going on and how the sound quality is perfect every time and it's not too quiet at the beginning of the stream ever. Ever. <laughs> it is really amazing how far we've come, brothers and sisters, and I would just like to say that, uh, you know, I'm very glad you're here and I'm very grateful for you being here. And it's been a beautiful ride, baby. 79 days and nights. 79 days and nights for regulating those vibes, you know. And uh, let's, get, let's see what everyone's saying out there. Mike Better says, uh, that's great. Excited to get the single too. Danica hit me up. We did a little sound check for tomorrow. And she's like, oh, so excited. I'm getting the 7 inch draw. It was, it, people are very excited. You know, Hercules is very excited. He wants posters. Uh, Andrew Komaromi in Scarborough says, stoked. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. In Australia says, pumped. What up, Matt Damon? So glad to have Matt Damon here. Uh, YouTube hero Alex in Canada says, delightful. 
Do things that are delightful to you, YouTube hero Alex. You become thereby delightful to others. Cody Taylor in Colorado says, grateful. Roberto Sanchez in Florida says, hyped. Dana Ace Uniform in Queens, New York City says, you're more powerful than you think. That's true. And I already think I'm pretty powerful, but I, I really, I actually know I'm not even close to as powerful as I could be. And I, and I keep uh, cock-blocking myself. I think everybody does it, even people who know that, who like are very powerful. I think everybody does it. And the reason I know I'm not doing it is because I'm not literally leaping over buildings in a single bound. And I'm pretty sure if I could, if I could just get my mind right. God damn. Mike Betters in Pittsburgh is ecstatic. Cindy Bailey is also ecstatic in Riverside. Word XP in Toronto is groovy. And a great flower in the Rocky F is gorgeous. Yeah. Ross in Santa Maria, California, I feel love, love, love. Redemptions for like-minded wisdom. Milkman Dan in Melbourne is accelerated. Ryan Scott in Des Moines, Iowa, Slipknot Country says, I love the whole damn thing. So glad I discovered your work and I shall continue to spread word throughout the land. Hey! You're a heroic man. You are heroic. And I appreciate you. We're going to do the international high five. Cock back, baby. Aim for the brain. Regulators! Regulators! We're going to listen to one song for the new Alan Watts album, and then we're going in, because I have to pull up my pre-prepared combat playlist. Get some water. You know the vibes. This is from the brand new album. It's called From a Certain Point of View. It's one of my very favorite songs. I didn't realize it was my very favorite until this morning. One of my very favorites. From a certain point of view. The web is a trap. Like the spider's web is a trap that flies. Also, the lovely embroideries are worn by women as traps for men from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. And I want to consider the web as something playful. You see, there are so many ways of looking at it. And you will find that all these ways are right but what we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view of the view from a certain point of view what we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view from a certain point of view what we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view from a certain point of view what we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view from a certain point of view what we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view from a certain point of view there are people for example who can see the web as a trap and get stuck with that there are people to whom existence is simply hateful they see it as nothing but a ghastly mistake. The Lord really erred when he created this world. 
because he, he arranged it in such a way that everything lives by eating something else. And what I'm doing is I'm describing a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. I'm not exactly philosophizing, I'm describing a point of view. You can look at life in such a way that the whole thing is this ghastly mistake. For example, there is no such thing as genuine kindness or love. Everybody is really pretending that they are loving other people in order to get some advantage from them. And indeed, there is a point of view which occurs in certain forms of paranoia where people don't seem to be real. They are mechanisms. And you can think that out quite intensely with a good deal of intelligence. After all, if you start from a good old Darwinian or Freudian basis and see that man is a material machine and that the consciousness of man is simply a very involved and complicated form of chemistry, well, then this awful mechanical thing, these uh, Frankenstein that everybody is, they come around and they say, well, I'm alive. I'm a human being. I have a heart. I love, I hate, I have problems. I feel, and you feel like saying, come off it. You're just a monster. Uh, and you put on the civilized act, because really, you're just a set of teeth. On the end of a tube. <laughs> What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view. Yeah! That's the anthem, baby. That's the anthem, throw your damn hands up! Yo. Hey. Meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way. And you've got a ganglion behind those feet, which you call your brain or your alleged mind. And this thing is really basically there for two purposes. One, to be cunning enough to get something to eat, to put down the tube, and the other, <laughs> you know what, Mr. Freud, libido. And everything else, you see, can be construed as an elaborate, subtle way of pretending that that's not really what you want to do, but you do, but you put on a great show. Now, some people, according to this view, get mixed up. They so repress that what they really want to do is to eat and to screw. They get involved in higher things that are the masks for these activities and uh, think that that's the real purpose of life. And then they become what's called neurotic. <laughs> Because they get involved in being pure camouflage. But that's what's called escaping from the facts not looking at life, not looking at reality correctly.
Yo, make some goddamn noise, baby. Oh, what we need is the fullness of the view. That is what we need. And that is what we need right now, baby. That song couldn't be any more goddamn prescient. Any more prescient. If that song was any more prescient, it'd be smacking you around the face going, Hi, I'm fucking prescient. Bap, like that. Yo, we're getting in, baby. We're going in. We're going to do it. It's going to be done. It's about to be done. Watts versus Peterson 2. We are going the heck in. Now, is this, is this a battle? Is it a conversation? Is it a death match? Is it a grudge match? What is it? Two minds across space and time having a discussion about pertinent issues from their own particular point of view. And hopefully through this conversation, we'll get a glimpse of the fullness of the view from two very certain and very epic points of view. I'd like to bring to the stage right now, your boy, the number one. What do we know about Dr. Jordan B. Peterson? He's got clout. I do believe he does. I do believe that is true. And I'll bring him to the, to the stage right now. And, uh, you know, he's got something to say to you about how you might want to be, uh, you know, acting in the world right now. you got to be oriented towards something because otherwise you're disoriented. You just spin around in circles and then you suffer. And so do Perfect. people around you. It's not a good solution. Orient yourself towards something. You have to figure out what it is. What will work for you? What goal would, would justify the suffering of your life? Start trying to piece that together. You're going to get better at it. But it's a personal process. So you need a personal place to stand because otherwise you're going to be handed a place to stand on a plate. And it may be one that, that makes you a puppet of someone else's goals. So I would say, you know, I, 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 what, are the, what are the processes? Well, I think what I've recommended to people is clean up your room. Clean up your room. Clean up your room. Organize your local landscape, schedule your time, start taking control of yourself. See if you can stop saying things you know to be lies. That's not the same as telling the truth. You don't get to do that to begin with because you're not good enough at it to even attempt it in some sense. But everyone can stop saying things they know to be falsehoods. Stop saying things that violate your conscience. Here's another idea. Stop saying and doing things that make you feel weak. Because all you have to do is pay attention to that. Some things you do will make you feel disintegrated. It's a physiological sensation. Some things improve your integrity and some things disintegrate you. Now, the things that disintegrate you, you often do to impress other people. Or because you're taking a shortcut or you're escaping what you know to be your moral obligation. And your moral obligation comes naturally from your aims. And if you don't have an aim, well then, you're aimless. So that's not a solution. So along with the aims come the moral obligations. Then when you violate the moral obligations, you'll have a sense of that violation. It's like, well, you have to stop doing that. Or, or that's something you could do. You don't have to. You don't have to do any of this. But I would say that's where, where people should start. You start small. Clean up your room. Clean up your room. Clean up your room. 
to me last night. She said, I started cleaning up my room and it completely changed my life. She said, your room is an externalization of your mind. And that's right. That's exactly true. To the degree that you're in your room, the room is you. Now that isn't how people think. That's okay. It doesn't matter if they think that way. That's how it is. So straighten up what you can straighten up and quit saying things that make you feel weak. And then, then you'll know what to do next. Clean up your room. 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 Yeah, yeah. Clean up your room. Clean up your room. All right, baby. All right, baby. All right, baby. Make some noise for Jordan B. Peterson. Drop them Jordan Peterson emojis if you've got them. Now, with his retort, those are Alan Watts. Another way of talking about the web is that there are different levels of magnification. For example, supposing you take a piece of embroidery, and here it is, obviously in front of you, an ordered and beautiful object. Then you take out a microscope, and you look at the individual threads. At a certain point, as you turn up the microscope, you'll get a hopeless tangle. It doesn't make any sense at all. The wrapped fiber that constitutes the thread is a mess hasn't been organized nobody did anything about it but at the level of magnification at which you actually see it with the naked eye it's all been organized it's all been organized it's all been organized it's all been organized all right now keep turning up that microscope take one of those individual threads in the fiber that seems to be so chaotic go into the constitution of that and again you'll find fantastic order you'll find the most gorgeous designs of molecules then to keep turning it up and again at a certain level you'll find chaos again all right keep going and at another level you'll find this marvelous order now you see order and randomness constitute in other words the warp and the woof where Everything is in order, everything's under control. In randomness, it's all it's all been organized. It's a mess. 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 But we wouldn't know what order was unless we had messes. 
It's the contrast, the order and message that order itself depends upon. And so in exactly the same way, it is the contrast of on and off, there and not there. In other words, life and death, being and non-being, that constitutes existence. Only we pretend that the random side of things, the disorderly side of things, could possibly win in the game of competition or I would rather call it collaboration between the two. When you lose sight of the fact that the order principle and the random principle go together, that's exactly the same predicament as losing sight of the fact that all individually delineated things and beings are connected underneath. You know, just like mountains stick out of the earth and there's the fundamental earth underneath them. So all of us as different things, we stick out of reality and there's a continuity underneath, but you ignore that, you see? That's the thing that's left out. It's all been organized. It's a mess. 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 See, I'm just giving you many examples of the same principle. Hey. Yeah! Akira. Let's go. Oh. He's got clout. Let's say you want to sort out your room and beautify it. And let's say that all you have is just a little room, like you're not rich. But you've got your damn room and you've got the space right in front of you that's a part of the cosmos yeah. that you can come to grips with. You've got the space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. But you've got your damn room and you've got the space right in front of you that's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. Well, a room is a place to sleep. And so if you set your room up properly, then you figure out how to sleep and when you should sleep and how you should sleep. And you figure out when you should wake up. And then you figure out what what clothes you should wear because they have to be arranged properly in your dresser and then you have to have some place to put your clothes. If you're going to have some clothes, you have to figure out what you're going to wear those clothes to do, right? And then that means you have to figure out what you're going to do. And then your room has to serve that purpose because otherwise because it's set up properly. And if it doesn't serve your purposes, you will be unhappy and not happy in the room because the way that we perceive the world is as a place to move from point A to point B in. You've got your damn room and you've got the space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. You've got your damn room and you've got the space right in front of you. That's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. You've got your damn room and you've got the space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. You've got your damn room and you've got the space right in front of you. That's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. And so what it means to set up your room is that you have to have somewhere to go that's worthwhile. The next thing is, well, maybe you have to make it beautiful. But that's not easy, right? That means you have to have some taste. And that doesn't mean you have to have money. It doesn't. Because you can be garish with money. And you can be tasteful with nothing. You have to be creative in order to do that. And so then to beautify your room means that you also have to develop your capacity to be creative. And so then you can make your room 
that if your family isn't together, they will interfere with that. When you start building this little microcosm of perfection, it'll evoke all the pathologies of everyone in your household. They'll wonder what the hell you're up to in there. And they won't necessarily be happy because if they're in a lowly place, the higher you move out of them, the more the place they're in looks bad. And you might say, well, what they should do is celebrate your victory over chaos and evil, but that isn't what will happen. What will happen instead is that they will attempt to pull you back down. And so what that means is that if you organize your room, then you're going to have to confront the devils in your house. And that's often a terrifying thing because some of those devils have lineages that go back many, many generations. And God only knows what you have to struggle with in order to overcome that. You've got your damn room and you've got this space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. You've got your damn room and you've got this space right in front of you. It's part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. You've got your damn room and you've got this space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. Space right in front of you. You've got your damn room and you've got this space right in front of you. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. It's a part of the cosmos that you can come to grips with. And so to sort yourself out and to fix up your room is a non-trivial matter, you know. that we are 
are the whole works. You get a very marvelous and agreeable arrangement. A most remarkable harmoniousness. I mean, it gives one's life a great sense of joy and exuberance. If you can carry on these two things at once. If you, in other words, you know that all the serious predicaments of life are a game. Every one of us is an aperture through which the whole cosmos blows out. Every one of us is an aperture through which the whole cosmos blows out. There's an aperture through which the whole cosmos looks out. Every one of us is an aperture through which the whole cosmos looks out. Without that beauty, there's no call to higher being. You know, you, this is also why... I've mentioned to people that they should clean up their rooms. That's become quite the internet meme. But I'm really serious about it because it's really hard to do that. And it isn't just that you clean it up. You also make it beautiful. Yeah, make it beautiful. Hey, make it beautiful. Come on, make it beautiful. Make it, make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Yeah, it is. Make it beautiful. Cause it's really worthwhile. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. But it's really worthwhile. What's really cool is if you learn to make something beautiful, even one thing, if you can just make one thing in your life beautiful, then you've established a relationship with beauty, and then you can start to expand that relationship with beauty out into into the world, like into other elements of your life, and that is so worthwhile. It's just incredibly, crazily worthwhile. Make it beautiful. Yeah. Make it beautiful. Hey. Hey, make it beautiful. Hey, 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 make it beautiful. Hey, make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. Make it, make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. People are terrified of it. People are terrified of color. They paint their walls. They're terrified of art. They buy some mass-produced thing because they don't want anybody laughing at them for their lack of taste. And they would get laughed at because they have no taste. But you have to. Well, it's right because what do you know? You have to develop it, and so you're going to stumble along and make mistakes to begin with. And you're going to show yourself because if you buy, oh, I think this is pretty, and you know somebody comes over and goes, hey, what's up with you? It's kind of hard on your self-esteem, but but it's a stu- you're stumbling towards the right. You're stumbling towards the kingdom of God. That's what you're stumbling towards when you try to make an aesthetic decision. Make it beautiful. 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 It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Beauty is absolutely terrifying to people because beauty. 
beauty highlights what's ugly. And so if you start to make your room beautiful, then everything around that isn't like that just starts to glow in the worst sense. It's terribly dangerous. That's why people are afraid of beauty, but it's the greatest thing you can do. Beautiful things are beautiful for a reason. That beauty has depth, like it's real depth, man. That's what gets you in touch with the transcendent and the divine is beauty. You introduce that into your room. You're playing with fire. People will resist it. Make it beautiful. Make it, make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. Make it, make it beautiful. Some noise for you, boy Jordan Peterson, all the way out of Alberta, Canada. Canada, from Canada, Canada, Alberta, Canada. It's that boy Jordan Peterson. Make some goddamn noise. Chill out on the stage, there, chicks. All right, more, oi, I said, get out of here. Get you be gone. All right, now um, Alan Wars is going to come back to the stage, and he's going to talk directly to and about uh, something uh, very, very prescient. He's coming all the way across space and time. To talk about something that's going on right now, baby. Ooh. souls forever and ever. 
of any means were justified to cure people of heresy. We don't change. We don't change. We're doing the same thing today, but under different names. We don't change. Subject, Dr. JBP. Akira. Oh, I do believe you do. And has anyone else historically spoken about this subject, Dr. JBP? This is from Friedrich Nietzsche. And of course, you probably know that he was the philosopher who announced the death of God. What he meant by that was that the fundamental metaphysics that underlie Western culture had lost their foundation. Consequence of that would be the disintegration of the idea of value itself. Especially a value hierarchy. He thought of the inevitable consequence of that, or one of the inevitable consequences of that, a dramatic move towards a doctrine of radical equality. Sits black on your back. 
And I also know what sits in your soul. Revenge sits in your soul. Wherever you bite, black scabs grow. Your poison makes the soul whirl with revenge. Thus I speak to you in a parable. You who make souls whirl. You preachers of equality. To me, you are tarantulas and secretly vengeful. But I shall bring your secrets to light. Therefore, I laugh in your faces. It's my laughter of the heights. Therefore, I tear at your webs that your rage may lure you out of your lie holes and your revenge may leap out from behind your word. Justice. For that man be delivered from revenge. That is for me the bridge to the highest hope. And the tarantulas, of course, would have it otherwise. What justice means to us is precisely that the world be filled with the storms of our revenge. Thus they speak to each other. We shall wreak vengeance and abuse on all whose equals we are not. Thus do the tarantula hearts vow. And will to equality shall henceforth be the name for virtue. And against all that has power, we want to raise our clamor. You preachers of equality. The tyrannomania of impotence clamors thus out of you for equality. Your most secret ambitions to be tyrants thus shroud themselves in words of virtue. A grieved conceit, repressed envy, perhaps the conceit and envy of your fathers, erupt from you as a flame and as the frenzy of revenge. What was silent in the father speaks in the son. And I often found the son, the unveiled secret of the father. They are like enthusiasts, but it is not the heart that fires them, but revenge. And when they become elegant and cold, it is not the spirit, but envy that makes them elegant and cold. Their jealousy leads them even on the paths of thinkers. And this is a sign of their jealousy. They always go too far. Until their weariness must in the end lie down to sleep in the snow. Tarantulas. 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 Out of every one of their complaints sounds revenge. In their praise there is always a sting. And to be a judge seems bliss to them. But thus I counsel you, my friends. Mistrust all in whom the impulse to punish is powerful. They are people of a low sort and stock. The hangman and the bloodhound. The hangman. Look out of their faces. Mistrust all who talk. 
and all naughty things and holiness. Well, you see, holiness is way beyond being good. Good people aren't necessarily holy people. A holy person is one who is whole, who has, as it were, reconciled his opposites. And so there's always something slightly scary about holy people. And other people react to them in very strange ways. They can't make up their minds whether they're saints or devils. So holy people have, throughout history, always created a great deal of trouble, along with their creative results. Take Jesus, for example. Trouble that Jesus created is absolutely incalculable. Think of the Crusades, the Inquisition, the heaven only knows what's gone on in the name of Jesus. Freud's a big troublemaker, as well as a great healer, you see, it all goes together.
because everyone says, well, you should be harmless, virtuous. You shouldn't do anyone any harm. You should sheath your competitive instinct. You shouldn't try to win. You don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to be too assertive. You want to take a back seat and all of that. It's like, no. Wrong. Is there something wrong with being competitive? There's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with cheating. There's something wrong with being a tyrant. There's something wrong with winning unfairly. All of those things are bad. But you don't want people to win? What's the difference between trying to win and striving? You want to eradicate striving? One definition of a winner is someone who never let losing stop them. Never, never let losing stop them. Never, never let losing stop them. Buckle. You should be a monster. You should be a monster. You should be a monster. Life isn't a game. of games and the right ethic is to be the winner of the series of games and part of that means you all you have to learn how to be a good loser because you're not going to win every single game Baby, drop your drop your Jordan Peterson emojis if you're feeling this. Perfect. You gotta get after it. You should be a monster. You should be a monster. Hey, hey. You should be a monster. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. What you got to say about those games, my guy, Dr. Watts, Mr. Go Mr. Watts, my guy, what you got to say about them games? Ooh. It is an amazing thing in our culture that everybody is afflicted with ontological guilt. For example, if a policeman comes to the door, everybody is instantly frightened. You wonder, what on earth have I done? And there are certain clergy who are absolute experts in making you feel guilty. They are really marvelous. 
And there are clergy of all kinds, for all classes, and for all levels of intelligence. And they can make you feel real guilty. <laughs> Only you have to watch always what games people are playing. You have to watch always what games people are playing. You have to watch always what games people are playing. You have to watch always what games people are playing. Now you see the thing is that really is a puzzle. They don't admit they're playing games. And when a person is playing games and doesn't admit that they're playing games, then you have some kind of a of a trickster who um, isn't really being fair to you. Now of course the game, that this game is not a game, has a certain kind of a fascinating quality to it. How mixed up can we all get? Let's try. How mixed up can we all get? Let's try. See? There's a certain possibility in that. I would like to go insane and be as insane as anybody has ever been and be the farest out crazy nut in the world. See, that's a game. But it's not a good game. It's uh, a game being played by a person who didn't really understand that everyday life was a game too. And I think the most important thing is to admit this. Only you have to watch always what games people are playing. You have to watch always what games people are playing. You have to watch always what games people are playing. You have to watch always what games people are playing. God has Adam do first. So God makes the world by speaking. Okay, so that's the first thing to think about. You're supposed to think in a sophisticated way about this. The idea is that there's some integral relationship between communication and the structure of being. It's part of the role that consciousness plays in the world, whatever that role is. Language takes the chaos and makes it into things. And so God has Adam name all the animals. They're not even really real until they have names. Well, let's say that you're having a rough patch in your relationship and you don't know why. It's unnameable. Is it real? Well, yeah. It's manifesting itself in a physiological discomfort. Then you talk about it and you name it. It goes from this blurry thing that's kind of potential. It goes snap. And then it's this thing. That's a horrible thing. It's like a little poisonous thing, but it's not a whole foggy cloud of potential poison. It's like this little sharp poison thing. And then you think, okay, it's real. It's a little monster. It's little at least. 
And now probably we can do something about it, if we can admit to it. So it's this precision. Because the unnameable is far more terrifying than the nameable. No matter how terrible the actuality is, it's rarely as terrible as your imagination. Because your imagination, like it's an old thing, it's seen a lot of terrible things in the history of life. It can put monsters everywhere. And so it's almost always better. It might be better without exception to name the thing, no matter how terrible it is. And if you can't name it, what that means is you're telling yourself that you're so terrified that you can't bring your attention to bear on it. You're the loser, instantly. If it's so terrifying that you cannot face it, it's what? The worst way of demonizing people is to not be able to say anything about them, because then God only knows what... They're unspeakable. Bring everything out of the realm of the unspeakable. Be humble. Be grateful. Be humble. Freedom of speech, that's the worship of the logo in many ways. That's a very deep idea in our culture. The deepest idea of our culture is the logos is creative. And what it makes is good. That's God at the beginning of time. That's the idea. Is that to bring things out of the murk is a good thing. You don't mess with that, man. Not unless you want murk. You don't mess with that. It's the most sacred principle of Western civilization. you laugh about yourself what makes you laugh about yourself 
Isn't it because you know that there is a big difference between what goes on the outside and what goes on the inside? That if I hint, you see, that your inside is the opposite of your outside, it makes people laugh. If I don't do it unkindly. If I get up in the attitude of a preacher and say, uh, you're a bunch of miserable sinners and you ought to be different, nobody laughs. <laughs> But if I say, well, after all, boys will be boys and girls will be girls, and we, we all know, then, then, then people laugh. Nobody can be completely honest. You will try and have a great deal of success exploring your motivation and your dark, unconscious depth. That nobody can be completely honest. You will try and have a great deal of success. But there will be a certain point at which you will say, Well, oh, I've had enough of that. <laughs> Now, you see, what's, what's happening when we do that? Now, I passed you around a lot of embroidery to look at before we started. And I'm perfectly sure that you got the point that there's a big difference between the front and the back. In some forms of embroidery, the back is very different from the front because people take shortcuts. In the front, everything is orderly and it is supposed to be kind of messy on the back side. See, which side will you wear? You've got to be sure you get the front in front, have the back in the back. The back has all the little tricks in it, all the shortcuts, all the lowdown that people don't acknowledge. And it's exactly the same with the way we live. You know, like sweeping the dust under the carpet in a hurry just before the guests come. I mean, we do ever so many things like that. And if you don't do it, if you don't think you do it, and you think, well, really, I, my embroidery is the same on both sides, see? Well, you're deceiving yourself, because what you're doing is you're taking the shortcuts in another dimension, which you're keeping out of consciousness. Everybody takes the shortcuts. Everybody plays tricks. Everybody has in himself an element of duplicity, of deception. Because you see, from this point of view that I'm discussing, where the web is the trap, to be is to deceive. Nobody can be completely honest. You will try and have a great deal of success exploring your motivation and your dark, unconscious depth. That nobody can be completely honest. You will try and have a great deal of success. But there will be a certain point at which you will say, well, I've had enough of that.
Yo, make some noise for uh, Jordan B. Peterson and Alan Watts. Damn, baby, how you feeling about this whole situation right now? Let me know in emoji form out there in that chat. What you got to say about all this business, my guy, Jibbop? What should move forward Ooh. in time with me? Ooh. And what should be let go as if it's dead wood? The more dead wood that you let go of and burn off when you have the opportunity, the less it accretes around you. Dead wood.
butterfly pretending it has eyes. Think of the flower saying to the bee, like my honey. Bee says, wow. But then that means that the bee has to be, has to go on living and all the trouble it takes to go around collecting honey and raising other bees and organizing itself and doing that dance which tells the other bees where there's more honey. There's all that stuff to do. The flower was deceptive. Life is a drama, and a drama is a deception, a big act. When you peel an onion and you don't really understand the nature of an onion, you might look for the pit in the center, like any ordinary fruit has, but the onion doesn't have a center. It's all skins. So when you get right down, there's nothing but a bunch of skins. You say, well, That was a kind of disappointing. But of course, you have to understand that the skins were the part that you eat. Hey. Hey. But when well, in the same way, way you see you find when you explore yourself and your motivation, you go through and through and you try to find out that thing which really is genuine. That thing which really is genuine. Well, in Rob is the same way, you see, you find when you explore yourself and your motivations. You go through and through and you try to find out that thing which really is genuine. That thing which really is genuine. That's why in Zen, discipline, they give you koans which require a perfectly genuine act. An act of total and absolute sincerity. And people knock themselves out trying to do this thing. But they always know that the master's going to catch them. Because he reads their thought. 
you know that story of von Kleist about the man who had a fight with a bear and the bear would read his thoughts so that the only way of hitting the bear was to do so not on purpose because the bear would know in advance so it's the same in working with a Zen master you have to do the genuine act not on purpose but since you are put in a situation where it's rather formal and you're supposed to do it on purpose you're stuck see so you explore the onion and you go in and in and in and then you find well it's all a deception but in rather the same way you see you find when you explore yourself and your motivation you go through and through and you try to find out that thing which really is genuine that thing which really is genuine but in rather the same way you see you find when you explore yourself and your motivation you go through and through and you try to find out that thing which really is genuine that thing which really is genuine hey
reckon it's clear that the poor are getting richer despite the fact of inequality. And third, and this is hard on the environmentalists, I think, is that turns out that if that, that if, if that if people's income up to about five thousand dollars a year in terms of gross domestic product, they actually start to care about the environment, which okay. I suppose is because they're not worried about dying instantly that day or that week. And so we seem to be in this perverse situation for a pessimist where we can make people wealthy and we can make the world a better place simultaneously. It's never been better than this. And, and it, it could, could be, be so much worse. Much worse. It's, it's never, never been better than this. And it could be so much worse. Much worse. It's, it's never been better than this. And it could be so much worse. Much worse. that it will be so much worse because for most of human history so much worse is the norm Listen, kids. 
things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. There's a big deception going on. And you're involved in it, but I just thought you ought to know it. Let's take the character of the Pied Piper. The person who brings you an invitation to dance. I say then, you see, there is going to be a dance this evening, and I would like you all to come. That's the spirit in which I invite you to a seminar. I'm not inviting you in the spirit of... Well, you got to get after it. We're going to have to discuss some very grave matters. And you ought to be awake to all these things and arouse your social content. When you get through with all that, then what? When you get through with all that, then what? When you get through with feeding the hungry and clothing the naked, and we are making great strides with automation and technology in abolishing poverty totally, then what are we going to do? Then what are we going to do? Well, you see, if you've got all these people clothed and fed and so on, and then they say, well, now what next? If you've got a kind of Quakerish state of mind, you don't know what to do. Well, uh, feed and throw somebody else. Get busy. But then, where is that leading? Listen, kids. Things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. Listen, listen, kids. Things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. Listen, kids. Things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. There's a big deception going on. And you're involved in it. But I just thought you ought to know it. Listen, kids. Things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. Listen, listen, kids. Things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. Listen, kids. Things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. There's a big deception going on. And you're involved in it. But I just thought you ought to know it. Yo, I blast this from a flicking speaker system. Shit. Eternally relevant and cross space and time joining us tonight for this epic scenario. It's the one and only Alan Watts. Make some noise for Alan Watts, brothers and sisters. Yeah, come on. Come on. Genie is the root word for genius. And it's a really interesting idea because there's this unlimited power that's associated with genius, but it's constrained. And that's really what the human spirit is like because it has this aspect of the infinite. And it is something that can grant wishes, but it's also constrained terribly. I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. Or for wishes. You know? I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. Or for wishes. You know? We're constrained mortally and physically and all that, but the thing is, is that both the infinite possibility and the constraint are necessary. That's what makes up the genie. It has to be both at the same time. And the idea that, you know, if you find your genie, you can have your wishes, it's right. You have to really want what you're wishing for. Right? You have to make the proper sacrifices to get it. It can't be just some whim. 
You have to ask for something that you would rather not have. Which is usually wisdom. Somebody asked me about prayer. They asked me if I prayed, and, and I thought, well, it depends on what you mean by that. Exactly. I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. Or for wishes. I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. But I do think that if you sit on the edge of your bed and you ask what foolish thing you're doing to make it worse, that you'll get an answer right now. And it won't be the one you want, but it might be the one that if you listen to would set things straight. I don't think that I've ever been in a situation where... If something wasn't going right for me and I sat and thought, okay, uh, I'm willing to figure out what I'm doing wrong, which is a big thing to think because you never know how much you're doing wrong. It might be something that you really don't want to contend with. But if you clear some space to meditate on that, probability that you'll figure out something that you did that was stupid, that's bending you and twisting you in the wind, you'll get an answer very, very rapidly. I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. Or for wishes. I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. Or for wishes. And it's not obvious how you do that. No, I mean, it's not like you know how you're manipulating your neurons or something. It, it, happens of its own accord in some sense like you can participate in it I guess and you can interfere with it and it seems to take a certain amount of willpower but it still all happens mysteriously behind the scenes and I would say this sort of attitude towards let's say prayer that we're discussing is just an extension of that it's something like well you admit that there's a problem first and then you ask for the minimum necessary intervention which would be alright well I'd like to move forward on this some small amount that someone like me could actually manage I'd be willing to carry it out and then you reorient the way you're thinking as a consequence of that and something usually pops out of the abyss to guide you very strange but it's not really any stranger than the fact that we can think at all because the fact that we can think is actually very strange strange like the fact that we can dream is strange and that's strange beyond belief that you can dream or that something in you dreams, which is a much better way of thinking about it, because it's not like you're really in control of your dreams. I don't ask up a favor, a fruition, a fruition, you know. I don't ask up a favor, a fruition, a fruition. I don't ask God for favors Or for wishes Or for wishes You know Damn, make some noise for Joe and B. Peterson, brothers and sisters Make some noise for Joe and B. Peterson We're in the end game now
We're in the end game now, baby. What you got to say about all that, my guy? <laughs> really? Okay. 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 Now then the question arises, who's deceiving who? Who's fooling who? I'm fooling me? What is fooling? Now then the question arises, who's deceiving who? Who's fooling who? I'm fooling me? What is fooling? Fooling is playing like you're there when you're not. You know, getting somebody else to answer your name in the roll call. <laughs> so, we're all, you see, this is the metaphysical basis of it. This is what the Hindus mean by Maya, the world illusion. The world is playing it's there when it isn't. And it's a trap. And then it sucks you in. And you can't get out. And it's a trap. And then it sucks you in. And you can't get out. It's a trap. And it's a thorough big trap too. But always, when you get an idea like this, or a feeling like this, follow it to its extreme. Don't back out from it. If you find you're selfish, go to the extreme of what selfishness means. Confusion largely results from not following feelings or ideas to their death. You know, people think they want to be immortal. They'd like to live forever. Do you really want to do that? Think about it. Really go into it. What it would be like. People say they want this, that, and the other. They want this kind of car. They want this kind of dress. This much money and so on. It's always a good idea to think it right through. What it would involve to be in that situation, to have those desires fulfilled. It's a trap. And it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. It's a trap. And then it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. It's a trap. And then it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. It's a trap. And then it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. Also, when you form a relationship to another person, think it through too. You see? How inconvenient would they be? However attractive. Always turn the embroidery round and look at the underside, but don't get caught doing it. See, that's something one does on the side, in secret. Because otherwise you play the game that everything is as it's supposed to be on the front. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. 
that makes you human. And that makes you human. That makes you humorous. goodness that was that was i need a i need a better vocabulary for that i need a better vocabulary for that brothers and sisters let me know you're feeling in the chat by joe let me know how you feel by joe all right guys closing statements closing statements please dr peterson question what would be the forms of culture that we would say to be necessary or most uh, most inclined to foster in the individual that blowing uh, of the flame. I think the most accessible form for most people is music. And music to me is the most representational form of art. Because I think that the world is made out of patterns. Patterns, patterns, patterns. And we perceive some patterns as objects, but fundamentally it's patterns. And what you want is all the patterns of the world to interact harmoniously in something where every element is related intelligibly to every other element. And I think that when your life is in harmony, then you can feel that. When you're dancing to beautiful music, you're acting that out. The music is the music of the spheres and you're participating in the patterning of your being in accordance with that structure and that gives you an intimation of of transcendence music is everything music is everything music is everything music is not criticizable that's the thing that's so lovely about it is even as our society has become more cynical and more self-destructive and more deconstructionist the power of music has in fact grown because it speaks to that eternal harmony and the reality of that eternal harmony in a way that that mere intellect cannot deny. And I mean, I was always amused. I went to this show, uh, The Ramones, a punk band from New York. It was the loudest concert I'd ever heard. My ears rang for like three days afterwards. There were all these 
like nihilistic punk rockers all crammed into this theater and blow me. There was a mosh pit, it was like ants on a frying pan. And they were just smashing into each other and throwing people around up above them. And it was quite rough. And they were all having this beautifully transcendent musical experience, which belied all of their nihilism. And they absolutely thrived on it. And it was like, and even the lyrics were harsh and nihilistic, but it didn't matter because the music in its rough form was something that united them in the sense of this patterned beauty and brought them together. And so exposure to music, people die without music. It's like music is everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Peterson, Dr. Peterson. Mr. Dr. Peterson from Alberta, Canada. God bless you. God bless your family. Thank you. Thank you for being here tonight. Okay, across space and time. Over here, right from the infinite. What you got? What, what, is, your, what is your closing statement, Dozer Watts? humane people admit that they're rascals. That's, you see, on the side of the not respectable, the selfish. But so also, all humane people should admit that they're jokers, that they're playing games and playing tricks, that I am doing it on you. I am most ready to admit this. I hoaxed you all into coming here to tell you what. <laughs> it was a trap, you see. But I'm going to make it an entertaining trap so that you won't feel so badly about it. Uh, now, this is philosophy, but I think philosophy is like music. 
You go to a concert and you listen to somebody play Bach or Mozart or Beethoven. Akira. What's all that about? Good God. And what's all that about? You know, it isn't about anything. Hey. Except. What? Thank you, Alan Watts. Thank you, Alan Works. That was just perfect. Thank you, Jordan B. Peterson. Peterson. That was just perfect. You know, uh, I think the winners here uh, is, is us, frankly. But I'll hand it over to the crowd. What's the crowd saying about this? 
What is the crowd saying about tonight? Round two, it was round two, man. And uh, that was just epic. I gotta do a big shout out to Diverting Tales who compiled that, he put that together, the, uh, the, those, those, you know, backwards and forwards. That was your boy Diverting Tales. He did a fucking magnificent job with that. That was epic. That just added a whole new depth to some of that stuff uh, for me. Because, you know, what I've been doing with this very specifically and deliberately is trying to have people talking about the same things but from different points of view, yeah? From those different perspectives and those different vantage points. And uh, that did a real good job of illustrating some of those things right there. That's ace. So make some noise for Diverting Tales out there in the chat. Make some noise for the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah, shout out to everybody who locked in. What's cracking, baby? How you all feeling out there? Hey, hey, hey. That was Watts versus Peterson. Watts Wave versus JBP Wave. I'm seeing a lot of Peterson emojis out there. I'm seeing a lot of Wave emojis. I'm seeing a lot of uh, Watts emojis. I just realized Watts has got two of his own emojis on this channel right now. Yo, that's favoritism. That's messed up. I can't be having that by Joe. I think, I think we need five more members and we can unlock a bunch of new emojis. So we'll, we'll get your boy Peterson another one. What up, Patricia Dockery? What up, Dana 1804? It says, what's by points, but I think we'll be feeling it in the morning. <laughs> Do you think so? Do you think so? Hey, hey, Grey Flower says, Muckle needs a birthday shout out. Whoop. Where, who's this? Is that St. Michael? Is it St. Michael's birthday? Do we need to say happy birthday, St. Michael? Happy birthday, St. Michael. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. St. Michael. Yeah, happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday to everyone whose birthday is across space and time. If you listen to this and it's your birthday, happy birthday. There's a beautiful, beautiful sunset happening right now. Shouts out to California. One of the things I love about California, there's a lot of things that are, you know, being made quite clear about. Uh, the issues with California right now, however, the skies are incredible. The skies are my aesthetic. If I could wear any color, it would be that California sunset, baby. If I could be clothed in anything made by the divine, the man is yet to be able to replicate. I've tried, baby. You can't even take a photo of it that looks like how it really looks. You know? Some things cannot be described with words. Only music comes close to describing the indescribable. And we witnessed some of that, brothers and sisters, some of that we witnessed tonight by Joe. Yes, we did. Little fluffy clouds, baby. Stevie Skunk says, make some noise. Whoop, whoop. What up, Matthew? What up, St. Michael? You old get you. Happy birthday. What up, Milkman Dan? What up, Roberto Sanchez? Who's in the house, baby? We've got mad birthday wishes going out there, and that's a beautiful thing. You know, we've got to celebrate our people, baby. We've got to celebrate our people. You've got to celebrate your mother. Celebrate your sister and your father and your brother and your sister and your mother. Shouts out to uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Shouts out to 80s Matchbox Beeline Disaster. That's what I actually meant to say. Weird how their names conflated in my mind. I don't know what it's about. I just know that that was Watts Wave versus JBP Wave 2, and it was epic. Yeah, it was. Shouts out to everyone locked in. Ooh, ooh.
All them ducks, baby. Swimming in the water. Swimming in the... Hey, hey, swimming in the water. All them ducks. Swimming in the water. All them ducks. Swimming in the water. Yeah, they are, baby. I got to get out of here. I got to prepare for tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be crazy. I'm streaming from 7 in the morning on Twitch up until 6 in the afternoon on YouTube. Then I'll be on YouTube for as long as I can do, baby, as long as I can hack it. Because we're closing the campaign tomorrow night. Uh, the campaign closes for What's Wave 6, The Web of Life Part 2. Uh, What's Wave, The Web of Life 1 and 2 on vinyl. Now, now, with thanks to you guys and a last-minute turbo push from Cody Taylor. Including, including time. time. Kira the Don and Alan Watts on 7-inch vinyl. Holy cow, baby, what a time to be alive. You're all getting that. Everyone who was there early and ordered their vinyl, they're getting that extra 7-inch, baby. Ooh! Ooh! And uh, tomorrow, I said, baby, tomorrow we're closing that shit down, and then that last day, we're going to go one last push for one... Epic stretch goal. One epic stretch of goal. One epic goal of stretch. To get something that people, and not just people, you, to get something that you have been asking me for for years now. Two years, in fact. For two years, you've been saying to me, Akira the Dome, please can you make What's Wave 2? How to be a better person. My very favorite of your early waves. Can you please make that available on Spotify? Can you please make it available on Apple? Said no. Cannot do. No, can't do, baby. That thing is washed with other people's music. It is impossible. It is legally impossible. But you know that was the that was the case with uh, JBP Wave One, and that turned into an album called JBP Wave Father, and now everyone listens to it every day. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people listen to it every day on their favorite streaming service. Yes, they do. And I want to do that thing that I did. I want to do that for What's Wave 2. I want to remake What's Wave 2, reproduce What's Wave 2, and turn it into a full-length album that you can listen to at your leisure, baby. So if we hit 20K, and it will be tomorrow because we're closing it out tomorrow, so it's going to be one last dash. It's going to be like trees to the starships, baby. But I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I know we can do it, in fact. And uh, that's why that, that's you know what we wanted to do. That's what we wanted to do. And if we do that, then I will uh, push aside, push aside, and I will do it, baby. I will do it. I will go harder than I've ever gone before, and I will uh, make that thing what it needs to be. And I will get it out this summer. Uh, I think August would be about right, I think. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. That's the plan, baby. That's the plan. So go back, sweat, back what's wave. And Akira the Dawn on Indiegogo today. Get you that stretch goal. There's another stretch goal for, I wrote that wrong, it's four and five, not four and four, that's ridiculous. Uh, 17 will uh, make time purple. Time's got to be purple vinyl. It would be stupid to have purple everything else vinyl, and then that's black. So, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the vibes with that, baby. So we'll be streaming all day. And here's the thing, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, probably thousands, have been asking me, well, I know it's thousands, have been asking me to make vinyl. You know, and then when I did the poll, it was like 400 people just on the YouTube thing said they wanted it, you know. So, uh, you know, people want it and they go and get it. So we just got to make sure they know it's happening. That's the trick, right? So I'm going to be streaming all day tomorrow. So uh, come on through and hang. You know, it's going to be epic. We're going to have guests of the special variety. You know, we're going to have uh, we're going to have fun times, baby. I don't even know. 
I'm going to lose a lot of weight because I can't run the air conditioner at the same time as the regulator. Uh, so I'm going to die. But I did work out how to bring uh, Zoom calls into this streaming interface. So it's going to be cool, man. It's going to look sick. It's going to work. We're going to get people in here. You know, um, might take some calls from you guys. You know, might take some calls from you. But up, but up, but up. Get you in on the ting. You know, so that's the vibes. So, yeah, go support that What's Wave campaign. Uh, let's get it cracking. Let's make it happen. Let's get What's Wave 2K. What's Wave 2K, baby. Let's make it happen. And uh, I want to shout out everyone who's been supporting during this. Oh, my God. My wrist just spazzed out. What is going on with my wrist? Whoa. Damn, that was weird. Um, shit. What up? i got to thank everyone who's been supporting. Thank you, Miller Time. Says, ISO, Dr. Peterson's thoughts slash comments on Alan Watts. Knowledge is priceless. Bless you, Akira. Bless you, Miller Time. 981. Timothy Degato says, Akira Skywalker. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Uh, Dakota Yates, the tarantulas, whole bunch of spiders out here these days. That song couldn't have been any more prophetic if it had come out here in a fucking DeLorean. I'm going back again. If it had come out here with a fucking DeLorean and a smartphone uh, and like a drone that films everything in 360 and recreates it in AI via shit couldn't have been more goddamn prescient. Between that and Alan Watts talking on Virtue, they just laid out the whole plan, baby. That was crazy. Goddamn. I don't know what it's all about. Zero. Wow. What is going on with my wrist? Uh, zero point star says, fire as always, brother. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Perfect. 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 Oh, shit. Gloomy says, cool. Thank you, Gloomy, for your, for your support. Thanks for all you do, bro, says Gloomy for a second time. Thank you for all you do, bro, Gloomy. You cool, G. Bless you, Gloomy. Gloomy, Gloomy, Gloomy. And fire everything, thank you. No message, but thank you. Shouts out to everybody, baby. Thank you, guys, uh, for being here. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for being here. Come join us tomorrow. We're going to be here all day. It's going to be epic. Hey, it's Heki. You're on the roof. What's going on, buddy? What do you mean you can't do the by five? Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to start you playing with Mama. Bye. Heki wants me to do the by five because he's playing with Mama. Oh, blessed. This Sunday says wrist glitch in the matrix. I don't know what the hell happened with my wrist. But, you know, I have been doing this for a long, for, uh, uh, I don't know, 79 days and nights now. I'm probably going to start getting, like, streaming-related uh, issues. I don't know what streaming-related issues are. I should probably ask. Most The problem is most streamers sit down. How many streamers do you know who do all their streaming standing up? And I'm going to be doing this all day tomorrow, by the way. Holy shit. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me, baby. I don't know what my problem is. God damn. Anyway, yo, I'll see you all tomorrow, baby. Go support that What's Wave campaign. Hit the link in the description of this broadcast. Tomorrow is the day it closes. It's... Ow, frick, this wrist. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yo, that's the last thing I need is a borkhead wrist. Don't bork my wrist, God. I need the wrist. The wrist is important. The wrist got much work to do. 30 hours left. 30 hours left. Does that mean... Wait, what do you mean 30? Why does it say 30? Oh, do I need to reload it? 
I need to reload it. Ah, oh, my wrist. 28 hours left. We're at 15.115. Will we make 20 this time tomorrow? This time tomorrow, it will be four hours left? i got to change the clock on this. Are you t telling me that I'm supposed to be going till 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? Oh, shit. Am I supposed to be DJ broadcasting till midnight tomorrow? Oh, shit. How do I make these things for myself? God damn, baby. All right, let's get it. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, Great Flower says, Bork, nope, stretch that wrist. How do you stretch your wrist? I'm going to have to go look this up on YouTube, aren't I? I'm going to have to go look it up on YouTube. Happy birthday, St. Michael. Uh... Derna1804 says, crush aspirin, mix it with water so that it becomes a thick paste, smear it on the area that hurts, and wrap it in an ace bandage. The aspirin will go straight through your skin. Matt, are you a doctor? Are you a doctor, baby? Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clip that. Spin that, spin that, DJ. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, says, I can sprain an ankle and go back to work the next day doing that. Whoa. Nice. What a great stream this is. Get, 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 get after it. You got to get after it. Yeah, well, I'm going to say a little prayer, baby. And uh, what am I going to say? I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say, uh, thank you. Thank you, God. Way further up there in the eternal ocean. Thank you for sending these people to earth, man. You know? And helping us. You know? You give us all the help we need, man. And that's all. All we got to do is look. It's there. You know? And uh, that's amazing. So thanks. You know, thank you for that that wonderful Alan Watts fellow. Brought so much wonder and joy into people's lives and has such a powerful perspective upon which to uh, consider thy creation. You dig? And shout out to, uh, you know, that Jordan B. Peterson fellow from Canada who has given such an incredible uh, way to consider our very, very selves and our roles that we play. In this, in this creation, in this aspect of that creation, you know, that's ill. So nice one, way further. As above, so below, you know what I mean? We will not squander this hitherto unimaginable opportunity. We will go forth. We will be mighty. And we will. Get after it. Bop, bop, bop. Make some noise for yourself, brothers and sisters. Let's go. Yeah, it's time for the international bye five. We're going to say bye. Ow. Jesus. We're going to say... I need to get a good on this soundboard so I can just hit it when it's good as necessary. Cock back, baby. Aim for the brain. Ooh, 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 ooh. Bye five. See you all in the morning. Akira. What's going well, You gotta get after it. Yeah, you do. Boo, 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 boo.